Good morning, Contrarians. It is about 6.50 a.m. here on Wednesday, October 6th, and stock futures are dropping precipitously this morning. We have tech stocks leading the drop. The NASDAQ is down about 1.5%, which means it's more than uh, given up its gains from yesterday. It was up about 1.25% yesterday. So that's all gone. S&P futures are down 1.3%, and Dow Industrials off 1.1%. Bonds are selling off as well. The yield on the 10-year is up to 1.54%. Those numbers as of 6.50 a.m., as I said. So heightened concerns about inflation and inflation-fueled energy prices is apparently what is causing the selling here this morning. It looks like investors are coming to terms with the idea that inflation is here to stay, that it is not transitory, and that it will have non-transitory effects. And to wit, there was a couple of downgrades this morning. Goldman downgraded American Airlines and JetBlue over higher energy costs. And But there's other places this is being seen as well. Uh, another downgrade, I believe, by BMO over grocery store companies, Albertson, that over higher wages affecting margins. So th- this is being felt, um, and, it's, and like I said, people are coming to terms with the fact that this is going to be a little bit more lasting than uh, certain people at the Fed would have us believe. Ray Dalio um, is widely ridiculed uh, these days, perhaps, maybe not widely, but um, somewhat ridiculed in some circles, and perhaps for good reason, given some of his comments about wealth inequality, but and some other things like the guy's not a historian. I'm sorry, but but anyway, but he made a statement last month at a conference I attended that was, I think, very telling. And he said here the difference between transitory and non-transitory inflation is that when higher uh, prices start to be worked into contracts is when it becomes non-transitory well now is that time because salaries are a contract that you can't really adjust downward you can lay people off but you i mean you can't some people do they do give job cuts and stuff it's it's happened to me um i mean uh, salary cuts as well as job cuts but the um but generally it's that's not done Uh, once those costs figure their way into higher wages it's very difficult to adjust them back downward again so that is one sign of this inflation not being transitory energy costs yeah energy costs will come down again once interest rates rise that is the kind of elixir for this whole thing and why people are looking to the fed to adjust rates perhaps sooner than they had been indicating. And that would, uh, like I said, probably certainly help, if not completely cure in time, higher commodities prices, most of them, because these are dominated in dollars, remember. But it would bring a host of other issues. And um, so that that's another reason for concern. And where tech stocks are concerned, the energy prices narrative doesn't quite apply because remember these companies don't really have inputs from raw materials um one area would have been the rents on all but a lot of them are now fully remote but even that that's not a reflection of raw materials that's real estate it's another story but the point is that 
these companies are seen to be uh, or should be somewhat immune from higher energy costs and that but that yet they are seeing most of the selling today and this week and indeed going back to august right so this is due to this is one thing that would come about from higher interest rates is that the cost of borrowing money for these companies a lot of them are indebted not all of them uh the big ones are have a ton of cash but and and very little debt but many of them especially in the in the earlier stages have a lot of debt that needs to be serviced and that would make the cost of borrowing more expensive for them and so that would bring that but that doesn't completely explain the the tech sell-off either uh there's some other things going on there i mean the rally there was probably just getting a little long in the tooth and it, it just yeah so investors were you know part of that is the rotation out of tech and growth into value which you tend to see at this stage of the economic cycle but so anyway so it looks like this is all a bit of a wall of worry here facing investors and the one other concern here is that the fed overreacts and moves too quickly um that, that remember that this was kind of what happened in the past big bull markets in my lifetime that i can remember that in 2000 the one that ended in 2007 and 2008 and previously the one that ended in 2000 both times the fed was fir- was first had interest rates too low for too long and then raised too much and by too long uh, yeah for too long so and that kind of caused a a, a crash that might have been more uh, dramatic and damaging than it than than it would have been otherwise. So, speaking of the Fed, we we do have an important gauge of employment health out today. I mentioned wages. Um, employment is 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 looking good. This is a, a healthy part of the economy, and the Fed has said that they are. This is the one thing Powell said this at least. It's the one thing that is keeping them from starting tapering of bond purchases, and they only get one full month report of this before their next meeting in november and today we have the adp employment survey out at eight fifteen, so in a little more than an hour as i record this and this will uh this is kind of seen as a preview of the non-farm payroll report which is the more widely watched one but for what it's worth uh economists are expecting an increase of four hundred and twenty-eight thousand jobs which would be an increase of over last month's 374,000. The ADP number is a bit of a, a wild card. It's kind of over all over the place sometimes. But nevertheless, this is something for us to look for today. And we also have Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostich. He is speaking, I believe, twice today uh, from the looks of it. He is one of the more hawkish members of the FOMC. So it'll be interesting to see what he has to say about all of this to the extent that he takes questions I'm not exactly sure about the venue of his speech, but speeches, whatever. But anyway, that's where we are today. So a bunch of stuff going on. And like I said, a a bunch of concerns here. And we'll just have to see how this all plays out. Generally, one would think things are, are over the longer term, maybe a little more set up still for risk assets to move higher. Remember, if investors are pulling their money from stocks and bonds, it has to go somewhere. It can't stay in cash indefinitely. So we'll, we'll watch watch that. I mean, okay, it could go into, I guess, energy futures or whatever. But um, just, just, yeah, so we'll just have to watch and see how all this plays out. 
Anyway, thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. There's a new episode for you to check out. This is live for you. Speaking of higher energy costs, our guest this week says that he is bullish long-term on oil and on certain oil companies. He tells you which ones um, are in his portfolio. Remember, nothing is investment advice, but do check that out. Um, That was released to you yesterday. And with that, I thank you for listening and look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. Bye.